I'm very sure you have an important life, but whatever you are doing, stop and pay attention. It's the afternoon, a podcast with Brent and Robbie. Welcome to the Afternoon Sports Podcast. I'm Robbie. With me, as always, is Brent. Hey, Robbie. How are you? I'm great. How are you? I'm doing swell. Down at the end of the table again in the lobster poo hoodie sweatshirt, Sunday School Billy. It has not been washed since the last time I wore it on the podcast, Robbie. And actually, I can see the L now. It says lobster pool. I said lobster poo. Did you really think it was lobster poo? Poo's been on my mind a lot today. Is there any reason for that, Robbie? <laughs> there is. You told you specifically told me not to talk about this on the podcast. I'm just trying to shape the narrative a little bit because you were going to bring it up one way or the other. This way, I'm at least I'm I was, just owning I was it. not going to bring up the fact of what one of your children did to my bathroom. So Brent, Brent let me bring my kids over. Uh, you had an errand. To I had run. an errand for the afternoon. Said, "Hey, bring them over. They'll play in the snow with my kids." Great. One of my children apparently left a present. In one of your bathrooms. I would not say a present. I would say many presents uh, because it was smeared uh, on the floor. You know, I haven't smeared told- on the toilet, smeared uh, on the sink. It was everywhere. You Brent, know, what did what did you do to this child <laughs> to make them want to do this to you? It's actually I'm I'm pleased to hear that they're finally listening because every time they go over to your house, they say if you have to take a dump in the client's house, you make sure to smear it all over the walls. There so was nothing on the walls. Listen. I will grant. Okay, her they're, that. They're, they're my my kids are still disobedient. <laughs> so it was really fun. And then uh, after the incident, uh, Robbie, the she incident. came downstairs, and uh, then we had this like leftover bin of and Halloween. We, we candy. didn't know about the incident until after we left. The, my exactly. kids left the house. So we're so calling she, this the lobster poo incident. <laughs> <laughs> so so she comes downstairs, and there's a bin of Halloween candy, and she's like. Can I have a piece of candy? I said, well, your dad's taking you to dinner, but it do- I don't care. And so she proceeded to spend. And you can ask my wife. You can ask her brothers. She spent the next five minutes rooting through the bin. Several times I asked she was, her, she was, are you looking for something in particular? She was still doing it as I got to your house. And she's still digging through that large bin of So I, I don't know, Billy, if she successfully washed her hands so tonight in picking up robbie for the podcast i just had a garbage bag that was the entirety of that candy bin i was like you can have it because no one in our house is going to stick their hand in that thing again so what's the bigger tragedy brent and oh i don't care about the candy sure but from your family's perspective uh from my family's perspective uh it probably wasn't seeing dad on his hands and knees cleaning up the uh <laughs> cleaning up the bathroom from an abomination so brent again let me just on the record and on the air let me apologize i'm so sorry that you had to clean up my you, child's fecal matter you i wasn't gonna bring you asked me not to bring it up and i wasn't going to i didn't believe i didn't believe that you were going to <laughs> it was gonna happen you have to buy me twice the food because you no, said no, no. i said i would buy you the fries i said you said can we're talking about this in the podcast and i said how about please not, and I'll buy you French fries tonight <laughs> for the podcast. And then you respond and said, are you trying to kill me? Well, because fries are not good for me. There's a lot of things that aren't good for you. Well, fries are the worst, and I love them. Fries and are so, not the worst for you. What's worse, what's Billy? Worse, what's worse than a French fry? Uh, what's that's, that's a, that's a, a foreseeable a, food you might eat. 
Well, that is a hard line, I think, to define because is I can say, like, well, a Pop Tart is worse for you than a what French about, fry. What I'm about not my, sure that a Pop Tart is. What about That's my homemade fried? What about my homemade eggnog where we uh, we never cook the eggs? Raw or eggs. Well, no, I've had a lot of meringue in my life before it went in the oven, and nothing ever bad happened to me, and that's raw egg. Wait, do bad things happen to you? Bad th- Eating fries? Other than, like, the slow burn of clogging your heart. That's exactly <laughs> what I'm talking about. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not talking, like, the food isn't just, like, how about a popsicle? What flavor? Bleach. <laughs> Wouldn't have quite the effect. So, yeah, there, I got it out. The, the poo incident happened. Brent family i'm sorry that you had to deal with that um, nobody nobody had to deal with it but me i was the only one dealing with yeah, it. yeah but it's still it happened in your house your family lost all the candy you're not sure if my daughter didn't walk through her own poop on your bathroom floor and then walk all over your carpet that is definitely a thing so apologies to the whole klein family can't wait for the bill that i give you for the carpet cleaning here's a question <laughs> how often do you uh, wash a hoodie that you haven't like worn on a sweaty run Oh, I, like ever? Uh, until you start seeing ring around the collar. That's my rule of thumb. Or if you get it's too late, or if you get something on comes. it, if I spill something sure, on yeah, it, yeah, I think it's the I think it's the natural evolution of staining from spilled food. Sure. So it is an article of clothing that's sort of above the normal hierarchy of wa- like washing schedule. But but uh, yeah, as long as the key is that you don't sweat in it, you're not going sure. running or working out, and in you've it. got an undershirt. Yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah, definitely. You don't wear those raw. That's well, you unless do, you, but unless you cut off the sleeves, then you. That's you might not wear really wrong. something that people of my shape would ever do. Maybe you, with your gun show, might cut off the sleeves of a sweatshirt. <laughs> but in the Klein family, <laughs> that's never going to happen. There's only one of us in this room that's going to be uh, showing off the gun show. Well, you didn't, and you it's didn't, not it's not you or I, Brent. I'm just surprised you haven't mentioned that this is actually a sleeveless lobster pool <laughs> hoodie. <laughs> so. We have we have a lot of sports stuff to get to today. No, nope. there's spy. No, nope. the, we actually don't. We know the Super Bowl. It's the 49ers nope. and the Chiefs. No, we're not. Oh, doing Oh, is this. that today, guys? Stop! I didn't realize that that actually did determine the Super Bowl today. Don't I just do saw this. that the Titans lost. We're, I'm, I'm going to stop you right now because I got a better story to tell, and it needs to be told. It's the story of a kept promise because 2020 is the year of the promise. The afternoon of promise. The afternoon of promise. <laughs> we have kept another promise. Maybe we should get some afternoon of promise rings made and just give them out to all of the aftergooners out there. <laughs> like, let's find out where dentists get their stuff from that little, you know, dentists always have that like little chest where you can, the kids can pick something out. It's going to be a spider ring, like the kind you get for a quarter from the grocery store. Yeah, uh, spiders, vending keep, spiders keep their promise. They um, promise to eat insects and uh, make webs. Unless they're a wolf spider. The point is here, Robbie... You kept a promise. We talked last week about Robbie going on a little excursion. He said he didn't want to do it, Billy. Yeah. But guess what? He, on Wednesday night, he did it. Robbie went and auditioned. He went and auditioned. I, yeah, I did. For Joseph and the Amazing Technicolor Dreamcoat. I went with him. Yeah. I was there for it. I'm going to give you the entire rundown. Yeah, okay. And just to inform our aftergooners, I have been infuriatingly and intentionally kept in the dark on this. Well, we always find it better <laughs> when one of us is in the dark about things. That way we can get a fresh reaction. I was, so, I was actually really close to texting Robbie uh, at one point because uh, just to see if you had auditioned and I was going to try to like trick you like, you know, the false confirmation of like, oh, Robbie, like how the how the audition go? Because I didn't actually know if you had auditioned at that point. So I, I decided not to trick you, Robbie, because I didn't want to spoil the surprise 
and I'm very happy that we're here now, and Brent is revealing to me, so I'm going to stop talking so you can tell me what happened. Picture it. A cold night, Marshall, Michigan. Downtown Marshall. A nice theater, but we're in the basement. They've got the upright piano by a small stage. They start with the children's choir. There's a children's choir in Joseph and the Amazing Technicolor Dreamcoat. Brent, I'm sorry. Is it is it smoky? Because I'm picturing it being smoky. <laughs> I will say outside, it's a bit foggy. Okay. There's some that moisture in the for, air. That works for but me. But inside, no. I no. Does it smell does it smell like people have smoked in there? No, but you might think there would be a mildew smell in because it's an old building. Sure. But no, no. Hmm, it was really quite nice. Yes. Yeah, that's great. And uh, so we were in this large room with a small stage, and there were fold-up tables around, and uh, they did the children's choir first, and Robbie's two boys uh, auditioned. My children flaked out completely and wouldn't even do it, taking after their dead. And then Robbie's <laughs> kids uh, flamed out in their own way because they didn't get in the show. But so... <laughs> <laughs> whoa, whoa, whoa. What do you mean they, they flamed out? They, well, they, give me more than I'll, just I'll, they I'll, didn't get I, in the I'll, show. Can I, give, can I go ahead? They, uh, they were nervous. They were nervous, which is odd because my son, for his one of his birthday parties, we said, you get to do your own birthday party. His choice was to do a lip sync. Yeah. A lip sync birthday party with a bunch of- Karaoke. Oh, karaoke. Yeah, karaoke. They wanted to do lip sync too. Uh, we, I made him pick. So they did a karaoke birthday party. He had no problem getting up in front of talking like 30, 40 people on the stage, getting up there and doing karaoke. So I was a little surprised by this, but my one son tried to hide behind his jacket. They were yeah. supposed to sing happy birthday with a group and then sing it once by themselves. Yeah. And my one son, you did not hear him sing it at all. That was by himself. You would have thought that his son was being asked to testify in Robbie and his wife's divorce hearings. He was so shy, right? He really was sort of like hiding behind the collar of his jacket. Yeah, and then my my other son, uh, you could at least audibly hear him, was also very quiet. But then once we got in the car on the ride home, all of our kids were singing as loudly as they could and for the drive home. songs about murdering Barney. Yeah. The purple dinosaur. The song was that they were repeating over and over again was about murdering. Barney. Is that not normal for your kids? Because <laughs> no, I, I, what song is that? Because that sounds like vaguely familiar and reminds me of my childhood. about murdering Barney. Yeah, but like it's what is a it? takeoff. I think Twinkle, it's just Twinkle, like Twinkle, I love stars. you. You love me. Let's all kill something, yeah, well, Barney. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So really, this podcast so far has been the shame of Robbie's <laughs> children. <laughs> so so yeah. So they do the children's choir stuff, and they say we'll let you know in a couple days, and they start the adults. Now, we're thinking, since we're already there, Robbie's just going to get up there and audition and we can get out of there. But they do it in random order. Sure. So we are sitting there waiting through a bunch of adults. Since we're waiting for the adults, I'm in the back of the room with the kids trying to keep them to a dull roar. I'm getting the lay of the land here, mm. Billy. Go I on. can. You can tell in this room of... How many people are 30 some people. 30, okay. Yeah, and there are two nights. There two nights, yes. Sure, Okay. So this is one second night of of the of the two, and so I'm really analyzing. And there's at the far end of Robbie's table, he's sitting across from what I have dubbed as low key cool dad, uh, smiling, affable, well dressed, looks like a, a a a good man. At the other end of the table is what's clearly the theater kids of Marshall, but these are the theater kids who are like post college or, or or something like sure. that. So they're all laughing at everybody's jokes, laughing loudly, right? Clearly a sense of ownership of this space. Sure. So I'm thinking like, okay, is the jig already up for Robbie? Because this is, this is local theater. Sure. 
They see these same people audition each time. They know, they they know where their bread is buttered. They're giving it to those people. So some of those people ha- actually aren't even auditioning, Robbie. They auditioned the night before. Billy, whatever your name is. Yeah, that's they're right. Auditioning the, they auditioned the night before. And they they're just, just like, here come to see. Back. They just yeah. came to watch. Yeah, so that's giving you a sense. They literally have nothing better to do than to go to a local play production rehearsal on a night that they're not actually rehearsing. They're probably there to support their friends who are auditioning that night. It's possible. Just, just, that's exactly what maybe um, beta male GOP, there was a... Uh, he wasn't an alpha male yeah. GOP kind of guy, you know, like dressed in a... He wanted to be an alpha male. He looked like a young Republican, but not with the alpha side to him. Hmm. There was a... N- sitting next to him... Like if there could be a theater version of the young Republican guy. Yes, yes. Great. <laughs> and, and sitting next to him is a guy I call Deflated Schmidt. Sure. Do you know New Girl? Vaguely. Okay, there's a character on there named Schmidt. Yes. And if you just sort of dissolved a lot of the bone structure and muscle you would have deflated Schmidt. I was very proud of identifying him as that. Though, Robbie, you you fought against it. So we're watching all of these different <laughs> auditions, and I'm, I'm getting a little worried about how this thing's going to go. And then they call his name. Robbie Bolton goes up to the front. At what point is this in the... This is probably like 10 in about or something half, like about that. Half, yeah. Maybe halfway. Yeah. So he goes up there. He hands the sheet music, empty chairs at empty tables, to the piano player. From Les Mis, for those of you that don't know. Sure. I had uh, asked him via text uh, earlier in the audition process. They had to answer a few questions. What's your name? Where do you live? And what's your favorite restaurant? I told him, your favorite restaurant better be Arby's. The joke was ruined because someone in earnest said their favorite restaurant was Arby's. Billy, you have never seen a murderer's row of bad restaurants. <laughs> I don't know what's Given happening at Marshall. This- it was, uh, I don't know, Chili's, Applebee's, Olive Garden. Like, it was just one Fazoli's. But I, I do what Brenton tells me. So even though some girl, two before me, took Arby's already, uh, I doubled down. I was not going to let her have it. I took Arby's, and I just said, hey, you got to own those Jamocha shakes. Uh, Who doesn't want a Jamocha shake? Everybody laughed. Everybody like, laughed. Right, he's starting to Here yep. it goes. Mm-hmm. He sings, Billy, he killed it. Yeah, of course. He killed course. the audition. I'm excited in the back. My son's excited because he's hearing Les Mis. Just, he's doing fantastic. I can see people who did not know him. The Rob- theater kids are watching him, sort of admiring the fact of like, oh, this, this outsider is good. He can dance. He, <laughs> I can sing. So, so then Robbie leaves, and there's this whole other section where they have to sing in a trio. Sure. And so Robbie's wife, Maria, and I take the kids, and we take them to McDonald's while they do that part. Robbie texts me. I don't know how my solo went, but I killed in the trio. Nice. We were walking away, very excited. We leave that audition. I'm telling him, you you could not have done any better. He's given us this whole false modesty thing. They tell us. And it is false. (laughs) Let me emphasize that. (laughs) They tell us that they're going to put up on a website the cast list. And that's uh, the afternooner.com. Right? <laughs> <laughs> so on Friday morning, it goes up. Yeah. Robbie, why don't you tell them? So I, I got a part. You got a part. I got a yeah. part. I'm one of the, the brothers. Now here's the thing. Here's you what know? I'm upset about. So so yeah, I'm I'm the brother Naphtali. And on if you've ever seen Joseph the Amazing Dr. Teller Dreamcoat, 
all the brother part, the brothers, fun, all the songs they do are great. Fun, yeah, fun songs. Um, they're all dancing, they're singing a lot. They're yeah. in. It's more than half the show. It's a genre hopping show. So there's a country song they're in. There's a calypso that they're in. There's like a French accordion. Yeah, it's uh, it's it's great. It's a great part. It's yes. a great part. Yes. And the nice thing about the brother, you know, where I'm, you know, if you're Joseph. You've got a lot of responsibility. You're doing a lot of heavy lifting. You're one of 12 brothers. There's always somebody else singing. Yeah. You actually don't really want the lead. Because it's... It's too much. Shouldering pretty much the whole show. However. However, the butt. And I've once heard that everything that comes before the butt doesn't matter. Brent? (laughs) I think that's fair. Because what I am here to say is that local... Theater is a cesspool of nepotism. Oh my goodness, what? <laughs> what? <laughs> there nepotism. Is... So why nepotism? Well, not nepotism in the sense of just family, but inside connections. Oh, sure, okay. Because there is no way that Robbie did not out-audition some of the solo people. Now, but... Robbie, stop. I know what you're going to do right now. You are now <laughs> a part of a company. You are now a part of a troop. I understand that you need solidarity. I don't need you stepping in here and saying, they're great. I met these guys. They're my friends now. Leave them alone. I started a podcast with them already. (laughs) I'm sure they're fun. I'm sure they're fine people. But you tell me, Billy, if you're a director. Sure. And this new guy comes in, but you've got all these stalwarts that keep coming in and coming in and coming in. You're a little afraid of the new guy, right? You're not willing to take a chance. Absolutely. You're not willing to dare. And that's that's what happened here. Robbie should have a solo. He should have been Reuben. He should have been Simeon. I saw who's been cast as Reuben and Simeon. It should have been Robbie. I'm saying it right now. It happened because <laughs> he doesn't have connections, because he not he is not on some donor's wall, because he doesn't have the right last name. I don't know <laughs> oh what gosh. it is. I don't know what it is. But this guy deserved to have a solo. He killed it. Congratulations, Robbie. That's really exciting. Thanks, I'm Billy. sorry that Brent is so mad that you didn't get the part <laughs> that he thinks you should have gotten. I understand about a director maybe not wanting to give a bigger part to the guy who comes in and says, "Hey, how many audition or how many rehearsals do I have to show up to? <laughs> Can my kids come?" Uh, um, etc. On my audition application, when it said previous shows, you've been an experience. I just said lip syncs. I only do lip syncs. Is well, that enough? Well, why didn't you say the play? Uh... I did say that. Okay. I actually said, so you... uh, I t- took my shirt off, I punched myself <laughs> in the stomach, and I was a cancer patient who cheated on my wife. Yeah. I mean. <laughs> so, I just, I w- I'm very happy for this guy. Yes. Because in getting any role at all, yeah. he has already beaten the system. Yes. <laughs> he like Him getting Naphtali is basically like, getting Joseph... If he just knew, if you were people. in the, yeah. you were in the crew, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. You could have. I mean, I, I, I'm I, sure I the Joseph guy is great. It, yeah, I, he does sound. We had our first rehearsal today. We've already started rehearsing. So, who's going to be your best bud? Well, um, the guy that you called Deflated Schmidt came up and introduced himself to me. Not just working the theater crowd room; he was working the whole room. Comp one complimented me on my my audition number. Said you did a great job. So immediately he's my new best friend. Yeah, <laughs> you know. Well, what am I? I've been I've been fighting your entire theater company. <laughs> <laughs> so you're saying the your best friend is not the director at this point? It's the deflated Schmidt guy. Okay, um, who plays the role of? I think he's the Pharaoh. I think he's maybe the, pharaoh. the most fun role in the entire. Yeah, because you kind of do a faux Elvis impersonation. Yes. So I don't want you to feel like I'm not proud of you. 
Because I am. <laughs> because you really have you're, beaten the system. You're disappointed in the system that he's participating in. Yes. And you are kind of the Joseph of the Joseph show. So follow me here. Joseph is a Jew in Egypt and rises up to number two. <laughs> you are Robbie outside of Egypt, so to speak, and you rose up the Napoli. I think those are basically, in a meta way, equivalent. <laughs> but I want you to know I'm still proud of you. And so I did some research on the brother that you are. So I'm going to tell oh you gosh. some. I've got some research here about Naphtali. This is so, great. This is going to help me. Like, what's yeah. my motivation? What's my character's objective? So uh, he was one of the uh, sons of Jacob, of course. Uh, I believe his mother's name was Bilhal. Uh, so it wasn't uh, the mother of Benjamin and uh, Joseph. And it wasn't uh, the other mother. Leah, I think. Leah is. and Rebecca. Leah. Right. No. no, Leah and Rebecca. Leah and Rachel. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you're right. Sorry. I have two sisters-in-law, the same family, my wife's sisters. One's named Leah. One's ma- named Rachel. It's easy to make jokes there. Um, <laughs> so, that's one I don't forget. So so uh, I might be pronouncing the his mother's name wrong, but he his, had- His mother's name, Billabong. Is that what you said? <laughs> his Billabong, which I believe is the Australian word for like a pool or a lake. I don't remember. It is. Uh, okay. So- <laughs> It is. <laughs> it is, Bailey. I'm telling you. Never been there, but I know. Look it up. Look it up. Billabong. <laughs> Are you looking it up? Yeah, I'm looking it up. Okay. Let me know. <laughs> four sons. So Natalie had four sons. Jazeel. Gooney. <laughs> Might not be how you pronounce it, but it's G-U-N-I. So I'm going with Gooney. Jezer. And Shillem. Or Shalem. I don't know how to pronounce any of these. Those are your four sons' names. Jazeel, Guni, Jezer, and Shalem. So you need to work that into the show somehow. You need to be mumbling under your breath during songs. <laughs> like if there's a crowd scene, we're ever supposed to be, you know, the, let's all, can we do a crowd sure, noise yeah. scene where we're just sort of like muttering, like, hey, what is going on? Shalem, 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 Shalem. Exactly. That's what I want. I want, we're going to do that again, and you're going to say Jazeel, Guni, Jezer and Shalem. I'm sorry, why is he not using this opportunity to subconsciously uh, whisper Afternoon Sports Podcast, <laughs> whatever our number is supposed to be? Ex- that's an excellent point. Yeah. A lot of crowd noise maybe in the play. He can work both of them <laughs> mm-hmm. in there. That's true. So, uh, Sorry, a billabong. What did you say it was? Like a lake. A pool. You said a, a pool. pool or you lake. said a pool. It's not a pool, Brent. What is it, a pond and a lake? It's a dead-end channel extending from the mainstream of a river. A billabong is an Australian term for an oxbow lake, an isolated pond left behind after a river changes course. Okay, I'll take not it. Not a pool. A pool of water. Yeah, but not a pool. Yeah, I thought I, you meant like a swimming pool. I immediately after pool said lake. Ah, we're going to have to go back and listen. That's all right. I will have it edited so that... <laughs> so, it goes so, so right now, right now, it's going to be my voice saying pool, lake, over and over again, which I believe is the Australian word for like a pool or a lake. I don't remember. It is. Which I believe is the Australian word for like a pool or a lake. I don't remember. It is. Which I believe is the Australian word for like a pool or a lake. I don't remember. It is. So uh, those are your son's names. Uh, (laughs) You were one of the northern tribes. So your area was east of Galilee and Gennesaret is the name of the area. And so Jesus went there and healed. It's famously Capernaum. This is the area of Naphtali. Your capital was Hazor, 
which in the book of Joshua or Judges, I didn't write it down, is called the head of all these kingdoms, meaning those up towards the north. So great job creating that city. You are, however, (laughs) of course, being one of the northern tribes lost when Assyria takes over and your people are shipped back to the Assyrian Assyrian kingdom. Some, a couple of modern things that you can uh, hang your hat on. In 1890... There is a baseball player named Naphtali Hornsby who played <laughs> Hornsby. who played for the Cleveland Spiders and against the Boston Bean Eaters broke a man's jaw in a fight during the game. Naphtali Hornsby. So you can channel that. <laughs> also in 1925 in Akron, Ohio, a auto parts retailer was starting and was going to be called Naphtali after the owner. It couldn't be called Naphtali because there was a Jewish bakery in Akron, so they changed it not from Naphtali, they changed it to his nickname, which was Napa. Oh, Napa Auto Parts. Napa Auto Parts. So there you go. Uh, There's some just exciting things that you can use for your part of Naphtali. Apparently, he died at 137 and was buried in Egypt. Was that Anthony oh, Hornsby, or was that... <laughs> yeah, yes. How old do you think he uh, was when he uh, played the role in Joseph? 94. How, how old are you? 43. Yeah, that old. He, I think he was 43. <laughs> oh, yeah, it says it right here. <laughs> so, so can, like, uh, I, Brent, thanks, thanks for going with me. Oh, right? it's my pleasure. Yeah, like, thanks, uh, thanks for inviting me, you're guys. You're reaching sorry your hand out. Do you want me to hold your hand? Uh, sorry I couldn't be there. Well... <laughs> hold my hand. I'm holding your hand. Um... <clears throat> Because I, I, I said, Brent, I'm taking my sons, and I talked to you about trying to get your sons to audition for the Youth Crier as well, thinking if they, they did it, my sons might be a little less shy about it. Mm-hmm. Um, my youngest wanted to do it. But he's a little too young, too we young. found out. So, and then my wife at the last minute just decided to come and, and come and watch. But I probably wouldn't have auditioned had you not made us talk about it on the previous podcast. I felt like I had to. I felt like I had to follow through because we talked about the previous podcast. I couldn't just take my kids to audition. We talked about the prospect of me auditioning. So I felt I had to, I felt I had to do it. And you were there. I'm like, I can't, I can't just say, let's go. I don't want to wait around, make our kids wait around for this, which I also would have done if I was just there by myself. So this, this is officially me being exonerated Yep. If in his travels to Marshall, he is either maimed or killed in Absol- a car wreck. This absolutely. is no longer my fault we'll put based it, on that comment. We'll put it on the Afternooner LLC. Okay. Excellent. And that way we're absolved of that. Speaking of the Afternooner, uh, so the, Robbie, the shows are two weekends in March. Do you remember the dates? Um, I don't have the calendar for me, but I think it's like March 13th and March 21st, like those two weekends. Okay. Three shows each weekend, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. So we are definitely having a... Evening at the theater with the Afternooner, we're, we're going to encourage all of the Aftergooners out there to buy tickets for the same night. Yes. We're going to try and pack that audience. People are going to be chanting, Napoli, Napoli, <laughs> Napoli, oh which has never been done. Like when I mean, jo- since 1890, when the Cleveland Spiders had that 10-game winning streak and Natalie Hormsby <laughs> hit bat 447 and hit 10 home runs. So that, that part's not true. Uh, so, so, March, so it's the weekends of March 20th is a Friday, and then March 27th is... No, it's the uh, previous weekend. March 20th, and then and March the previous 13th? One. Yeah. Oh, yep. okay. So I'm, I'm serious about that. We are going to try and load one of the nights. Oh, yeah. And 
when I've already got a sitter. When you're <laughs> when you're when you come out for for bowing, we are going to give you a standing ovation, and then we are going to immediately sit, and we're not going to clap again. <laughs> and when Joseph comes out for his precious curtain call with that dang coat, we are going to chant. Napoli. But before the Did you just chant Napa? Is it Napa Auto Parts? <laughs> before the chant starts, though, somebody needs to yell, Hey, get Napoli back out here. <laughs> get off the stage, Joseph. I want to know what Napoli thinks about this. I think there's people in the audience that are drinking. Do they have, <laughs> is that allowed? Did they bring flasks in? So we are going to figure out what is going to be the least popular night, which is probably going to be, you said Friday, Saturday, Sunday? Yeah, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and I think the Sunday show is um like a matinee, right, like two nice. or two or three. So that's probably the least popular show, the Sunday matinee. So we're gonna pick the first, maybe this is not definite. After Gooners, keep your calendar open, but maybe the first Sunday of the show because it's not the last performance, but it's yeah. the last performance of the weekend. Because the last, I mean, the last one that's mailed in. Yeah. Right, the last show of a run. Unless you've had five terrible performances and, and, and you finally get it together for the last one. Yeah, yeah. And that, but I think for the, if the other ones have been good, the last one, it's, uh, yeah. Can I tell you a, a musical story of, of my? Yes. Yeah, yeah, so I was in the high school, my junior and senior year, I was in the high school musicals. And no, like I was chorus and stuff like that. But during the senior year show, me and this other guy had created a habit of writing songs for people in the show. I mean, fun-loving songs. And the last night's show, I don't know why I was the one receiving this, but uh, we were very unfocused in the first act. And the director was very upset about this and came back stage during intermission, pointed at me and said, fix this. <laughs> <laughs> fix what? I want you to, I was coarse. <laughs> Actually, were I mean, you I, enough of a leader in the in the production though I don't that know. you were I able mean, to like, like uh, it's, you it's, had cachet? It's her perception of me. Sure. I, I mean, I did have a role, but it was a non singing role, and then I was in the in the chorus. And so I remember in the band room, I stood up on a desk and gave a speech about like seniors, juniors. I'm not talking to you, seniors. This is our last time. We had like we had a fun cast. And there wasn't like competition or anything like that, and. We just got. We're gonna go out there. This is our last hurrah as seniors, and uh, we killed it in the second act. And the director, uh, after the second act, came back and gave me a hug and said, "Nice job." (laughs) That's the the only time I got a compliment from her the entire like. Did she hear you give the speech? No, she was no. It was it was students. So she knew you were the ringleader. For good or good or bad. Like so, if there's a lot of horses around, she was blaming that on you. Yeah, but if like if when it was saved, she was blaming that on you. The actual the actual protagonist the lead male was not very well liked so sure. you naturally think he was going to be that person um but it was he, he he came out there's a there's a video somewhere of the performance and my mother is in the audience and that lead comes out on stage for a dance number and his fly is undone and his shirt is coming out through the fly oh. and you can hear my mother cackling in laughter <laughs> <laughs> so um, I'm sure he's a good man now, uh, but it, there was tension at the time. And whatever the director thought or knew, she made a wise decision by putting that charge on you. 
to fix this. And you did. Or she just was randomly yelling at yeah. some guy in the chorus to take care of this problem because she can't do anything about it. And she lucked out with getting you. Yeah, that's awesome. She probably isn't even talking to me. She was talking to someone over my shoulder. <laughs> but being a narcissist, I just assumed she was looking at me, well, looking right at me. If that's true, then why did she hug you? She hugged everybody. Very huggy. Mm. No, she oh. wasn't actually huggy. So I don't know. Yeah. So you talking about the director saying fix this reminds me of fifth or sixth grade, um, a musical like choir concert where the teacher, Miss Hainan, was playing the piano and there's mics in front of us and we're all on risers. And someone accidentally, the cords to plug into the sound system were right next to the rise, the feet of the risers. So some kid, and it was not on purpose because I was not far from him, accidentally kicks the cords. So there's either feedback going on or the sound goes out and the people get here. And Miss Hainan just turns immediately red and is furious. And she's running up, checking cords, and she's finally figured out when she plugs it back in. And she just mutters to all of us in the choir, I've never been so embarrassed in my entire life. Like, during the show? Yeah, I mean, she's yelling this to the choir, like, not yelling, but saying this that everyone in the choir can hear, but, but can most audience? Pa- probably not. But it's, I, I, re- I remember exactly what she said. I remember the look on her face. And I'm just, even as a fifth grader, I'm like, what's your deal? Like, a real I mean, leader, a real leader. Nobody did, yeah, I didn't, I didn't try to smooth things over with anyone. <laughs> but you're just like, <laughs> no, nobody. she was a real leader by muttering to fifth graders, yes, I've never been yes. more embarrassed. Nobody, you're like, this is it? This is what you're, if you're, this is the most embarrassing moment in your life. You've, what kind of life have you led, Miss Hainan? Indeed. If you know what kind of life Miss Hainan has lived, call us. Or tweet at us at the afternoon. Uh, still not. So you're so, in the, maybe you should workshop with your new friends hey, in yeah. the theater group. Let me ask Deep you this, Robbie. Schmidt. He can help <laughs> you out. Let me ask you this, Robbie. Ann Layton uh, was my high school musical director those junior and senior years. And apparent, I mean, it happened both years that I was in the show. There was always some point in the show, some point in the rehearsals, maybe three quarters of the way through, where she lost her mind screaming at the cast and then said if you guys don't want it I don't want it and like left but she did it every year right it was like every year there was so it seemed like it was part of the like helping the crew or the cast get like come together by her storming out what are the chances that in community theater that director is going to lose her mind sincerely or as a cast building technique and if you don't think it's going to happen, what could you do as Naphtali <laughs> yeah. to make it happen? I don't, I don't, I mean, because it's different because as, as a teacher, a former of Young Minds, which a high school uh, theater director, right? Sure. They have, you have authority. You know, it's kind of the, it's kind of like the college football coach that gets a lot longer leash for treating players poorly than a pro NFL coach. And so community theater, I'd imagine... You, you're not holding a grade over any of these people's heads. They're, they're doing this for fun because it's a hobby. They might even give or donate or be a member of your community theater. Are you just going to alienate people or treat them the same way that you would like a 16-year-old? Well, is there any way that that's why you've been cast? That you're the guy who's outside the community so that they can heap all their sins upon you? Maybe the real Jewish figure you are is the scapegoat. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's a lot less likely to happen, but as a motivational technique, because you said it wasn't like she just would lose it and this would happen every year just because it happened every show. It seemed calculated. Well, it seemed calculated in the sense that it happened at about the same time both years I was in it, and then others had said, this happens every single year. That reminds me of a motivational ploy by Pat Riley, the former Lakers coach, where he... uh, 
was trick. He kicked a trash can for dramatic effect during one of his halftime mm-hmm. speeches. But apparently, he sent one of his assistant coaches to go in and kick it ahead of time to make sure he wouldn't hurt himself or break his foot or something when he when he kicked it across the room. So he was premeditated that he was going to kick the trash can in his halftime speech, but he had the assistant go and kick it to make sure it would not hurt when he did it. What was that trash can made of that he couldn't tell whether it would hurt his foot or not? I don't know. Is it plastic or metal? Was it glass? You you guys have heard what happened to Viggo Mortensen on the scene of one of the Lord of the Rings movies. No. He uh, there's a scene where they're looking for the hobbits. His hair actually dried out, and they had to stop filming. So this is in the two towers. That's hilarious, Robbie. <laughs> uh, this is in the two towers. And that cut to the quick. They are looking for the hobbits, and they come upon like this burning pile of corpses, and they're like, "Oh no! Like this is where the hobbits are." Uh, these other guys told us they didn't leave anybody alive. So like this must be where they're at. Oh, they think it's Marion Pippin. They think it's Marion Pippin. They're yeah. trying to find Marion Pippin. So Aragorn is so angry and in anguish about this that he turns and he kicks this helmet that's lying on the ground but it turns out it was the wrong helmet it wasn't the right prop and he actually like broke bones in his foot after kicking this helmet so this was a premeditated kick that did not go as planned because he actually physically injured himself doing this can you see limping later in later scenes i don't know if you can see limping but the scene that they show like the actual footage of the film is him kicking the wrong helmet and him screaming is actually him screaming in pain with his foot. Oh, interesting. Mm-hmm. Fun well, fact. Fun fact about the movie Die Hard is, if you remember Alan Rickman's character, yeah. what is his name? Klaus? Snape. Klaus Tuber. Snape. Tuber? Kla- Tuber? No, that's oh. the guy that made Settlers of Gitsan. Yeah, it is. <laughs> Tuber? <laughs> Klaus... It's, it's Klaus Tuba. I'm looking it up. Oh. Alan Rickman in Die Hard. Uh, me, it's, we're going to kick ourselves when he tells yeah. us. Yeah. Gruber, Hans Gruber. Hans yes, Gruber. Hans Gruber. His, his brother was Klaus, right? Yes. Or Jeremy, that's Jeremy Irons. Jeremy Irons was his that's brother. That's in Die Hard 3, which you just treat that as Die Hard 2 because Die Hard 2 isn't very good. I don't no, Di- think Jeremy, any of the Die Hards happen besides Die Hard. Die Hard 3 is fine. Jeremy, okay. Jeremy Irons, yeah. Jeremy yeah. Irons is great. Well, Die Jeremy Hard 3 Irons is, is good. is a fine actor. But and Samuel L. Jackson. That, it, that's not determining whether it's a good hey, movie or not. It's hey, a fine movie. When uh, Next time Brent's not here, Let's watch we'll it. do our Die Hard episode. This is what oh, we'll no, do. Die Hard, I'd happy to be a part of. No, the Die Hard franchise, which Brent's out on. Well, only, the, he's what only do you mean the, the first one? I mean, the franchise would just be one and three. Wasn't there a fourth? Yeah, there's Die there's Hard, there's a fourth one now. There's a fifth one. Has that come out yet? Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I got Because the fourth track. one is he's with the guy from those cell phone commercials. And it's all like technology. Oh yeah, you remember? Yeah, yeah I do. And remember. then there's another one where he like goes to Russia with his son. Well, the reason I brought this up, <laughs> yeah, is because if you remember <laughs> how Hans Gruber dies, he falls. Yes. So the director told Alan Rickman, "We're going to drop you on three, and they dropped him on two. And so the expression of Alan Rickman is it's real. natural. There's actually a little bit of expecting sin- it. There's some that was sincere his first prize. movie. Yeah. Really? He was a stage actor, but that was his first movie. Yeah. He was like 39 or 40 at that point, yeah. I think. You can still make it, Robbie. <laughs> Nap the leisure way in. <laughs> what if you what if we did this? What if oh, we did this? I love it. You have promised that I can write your bio. I didn't promise. I, I said I said uh if you, you need to procrastinate, sent, he's you sent me the bio sheet. Well, but then you then you sent me. Why like would a, you do that? You sent me a quick bio back, and I was like, ugh, I immediately well, regretted it. That was a joke. But I am going to write a bio for you that has a ton of false credits. It's what only is, sixty words. Sixty and, and, words. And, and you've got to you've got to I've got to give uh, dap to my wife, right? You've got to give a sincere uh, shout out to my wife. You're going to a fine, but you're also going to mention 
me <laughs> and the afternooner. <laughs> you have to mention the afternooner. Great, great. I hope they like scrub it out. They're like, we can't have that word in the. Uh, but actually, the word they scrub out is Brent Klein, not <laughs> afternooner. Wouldn't be the first Weird. time. And Layton did the same thing. <laughs> Fix it. <laughs> hey, so there's there's a lot going on in the world of sports right now. As I tried to get out earlier, we know the Super Bowl 49ers and Chiefs. We got to get to it. We and there's Do a. We? Well, let's spend forty minutes on your on your audition. <laughs> Not room. by my choice. Um, and and there's a big story in baseball right now about cheating, um, which baseball has been talking about for like forty years. Is this the whole Natalie Hornsby thing again? <laughs> but before we get, I know you guys are anxious to get to those sports topics. I before feel like we we've get talked there, about human growth hormone a lot already. That's the cheating, right? It's just drugs and steroids. No, it's uh, stealing signs, like like a from sign the, language interpreter, like from the crowd. Like kind baseball, of, like fan signs? Because they're rude. The Houston Astros have a camera in center field, and they're stealing the signs so the pitcher, they know what the pitcher's going to throw, and like they a, sig- like signal a, to the batter. Like, like a, a car- kiss, No, like a kiss cam. He's talking about like a kiss cam. There's a camera in the outfield yeah. that's taking picture, like video yeah. of people in the crowd, and it makes that them have... kiss or dance or whatever they want to oh, do. Oh, to distract them from giving the sign to the batter. I'm not sure, but I think they're just wanting to see people kiss. Well, <laughs> who doesn't want to see people What's, kiss? What, why is that a big deal? I mean, that's the whole point of baseball games, right? Kiss cams, just to see people kiss. We need a new kissing bandit. Morgana, wait, is Morgana dead? She's probably dead. I mean, she's probably she's probably retired at least. Uh, yeah, but I I feel like her lifestyle didn't beget a long life. So I know we want to talk more about this uh, scandal in baseball. We want to talk about the Super Bowl, but I have to ask you guys. Did you see this story about this uh, uh, endangered turtle species? Very excited about it. You did? So the uh, Diego is the name of this one turtle. There was only a handful of turtles, this type of turtle, left in the world. They get Diego, one of the last remaining males of this turtle species. He's in, or is he a tortoise? I don't remember. He's a tortoise. Same. I have heard it both ways. They're basically the same thing. So he's in the San Diego Zoo, and they start breeding Diego. And they start breeding Diego, and they they just kept going back to that well, breeding and breeding Diego. He they this no longer an endangered species, <laughs> repopulated, and Diego is cre- and over hundred over a hundred of these uh, species now exist again and are released in the wild. Second. Maybe a more. Hundred means they're not endangered. Maybe, maybe more. I don't know. Billy, no, you can I, look the up hundred, the article. The hundred might be his age because he's over a oh, hundred years maybe old. Maybe that's it. But I'll look into what the population's back to. It's if you want to look it up, it's the Giant Tortoise Restoration Initiative, and so, it just means making turtles. So forty percent, forty percent of this species population now can all trace their lineage back to Diego. So are there going to be inbred then? Well, there, there's a here's here's the interesting part in the article. There's another male turtle that they use for breeding purposes as well. His name wasn't Diego. His name was just E five. The other turtle? <laughs> the other turtle. E5. Tortoise. Tortoise. Tortoise? Tortoise. I've... So but, here, let me, let me but read. The, wait, the funny thing is about this other turtle. Yes. He didn't E5. get a name. He didn't get a name, but he's responsible for 60% yes. of the population. Yes. So Why he's is... done more of the work than Diego. Like, I think there might be something in the article about him being Here's, the quiet type. <laughs> yes. Here's why Diego is more famous. As Professor James Gibbs explained to the New York Times, quote, Diego has a big personality. <laughs> He's quite aggressive, active, and vocal in his mating habits. And so I think he has gotten 
most of the attention. So what so, maybe okay. got most of the attention because you're asking people to have an emotional attachment to E5. And frankly, I bet those female tortoises sense that. They sense the fact that the human handlers couldn't even bother to name him like Ernest. Yeah, so so did uh, E5 get a lot of pity mating? Is that what you're saying? Because he didn't get the attention, because he wasn't charismatic, he wasn't as outgoing as Diego? Or if Diego was such the outgoing, flamboyant person that the researcher describes him as, why do he only have 40%? Well, because he's aggressive. And maybe too aggressive. Maybe too vocal. I'm trying to see how many actual turtles he's created. Uh, which would be zero. I should be looking to see how many tortoises he's created. <laughs> he's probably like, created turtles, snakes, spiders, <laughs> vultures, just about every creature he could create. Maybe we could get E5 renamed to uh, Naphtali. <laughs> <laughs> or the Afternooner. <laughs> I think Naphtali. It's a great name. That's, I think that is the name of E5. And let's just, that's what we Refer to him with. as that yes, now. But yes. then I'll be confused whenever we say, ah, oh, how's Naphtali doing? So in the bio, <laughs> I will make a reference to the tortoise that repopulated 60%. It's 60 the... words, a 60 word limit. No problem, don't worry about it. <laughs> I'm gonna be speaking it like it's a telegram. Uh... <laughs> stop. It's all in code. <laughs> uh... The word stop doesn't count. That's just me telling you to stop. When they ask you for the bio, say, see my handler. And then that's <laughs> my, that's, well, my, mute, hand, my mute handler. It's 60 words. So, so just come up with like 60 of the biggest words you possibly can. It still take up like the most space. <laughs> what if I just say Napoli, 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 Napoli? So is is Diego done with his He's retired. Studying? He's retired. He's over 100 years old. He's retired. Let me ask you, th- I mean this question. Is he done because he has to be done? Or he's just like, it's a lot of work repopulating an entire species. Let's see. You think he uses that joke of, if I was the last tortoise... <laughs> On Earth, I would think at this point uh, they just want to expand the gene pool. They See, want I, to get I, other breeding tortoises. I in. think I, I think you're probably right, Billy. But Brent, Brent I think you're right. This Thank is you. why this is why E5 had sixty percent because Diego thought he was really smooth. He would use that joke, and it was off putting. It was off putting to potential mates. They're like, "Hey, who's that lump of log over there that doesn't talk and just sits there?" Oh, that's E5. Oh, he's he's in play. All right, I'm gonna go over there. He's not going to give me bad jokes, bad pickup lines. Mm. So I will say uh, I've had the distinct pleasure of being on the Galapagos Islands twice in my life. And the tortoises are there and you can get very close to them. And it's incredible. And uh, there's a reserve on one of the islands and they'll give you a tour and and talk to you. And so um, when I was there, I was uh, seeing the miracle of uh, conception between two uh, Galapagos tortoises. And myself and uh, sports ethicist Matt Hill were behaving no better than a fifth grader because it, <laughs> I mean, it was interesting. This is, these are, these are tortoises that could theoretically have been alive at the time of Darwin when he was on these islands. Sure. Right? They can live, they don't even know how old some of them are. But could some of them theoretically be the offspring of either Naphtali or Diego? I don't think so because I don't know if they're the same kind oh, of tortoise. Okay. I'm not no sure idea. about that. So the, the guide of the reserve is trying to move us along, but we're sort of hesitating, asking a lot of questions. I mean this in a nothing but a scientific way. Mm-hmm. Five hours. You guys stood there for five hours? No. But that's, he said that's how long that goes on? Five hours. It's amazing. Five hours. 
Thanks for listening to the Afternoon Sports Podcast. You can find us on SoundCloud, Stitcher, Google Play, Apple Podcast. Tweet at us, at the Afternooner. Before we say before next time, I just want to make sure that we're reminding all the Afternooners out there to Mar- keep that Sunday open. That Sunday is going to be... It's March 15th, the Ides of March. Right, Billy? An afternoon. No, that doesn't sound right. An afternoon at the theater with the Afternooner. And we are going to flood. We're going to flood that audience. We're bringing signs. What time does the show start? Uh, I, Matinees I'm, are generally around 2 it's o'clock. Like, it's like 2 or 2.30, two or I think. Okay, the Afternooner presents. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be called the Afternooner presents an afternoon mm. at the theater with the Afternooner. No, an <laughs> afternoon with Napoli. <laughs> Wait, an afternoon of nap? <laughs> Naphtali? Yeah. Naphtali with P-H. Yeah, Naphtali. Nath- Naf. 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 Naffy. You've heard it both ways. I have. Until next time. Or that Sunday that we're all going to be there for an afternoon with Naphtali. <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's not next time. That'll There will be lots of next times before that. There will, uh, we should... Is this going to affect your... Podcasting. Yeah, I'm. I'm gonna be. I'm gonna. There's gonna be at least a couple times without me because we practice on Sunday nights, like seven to nine. It's a little bit of a drive. I'm not getting back till close to ten. Do you want us to bring the afternooner to you so that your <laughs> troop can see you in action <laughs> and do like a? We could do like a live podcast on on site. We'll do it while you're singing. <laughs> <laughs> and then you can come and sit in like a sort of sideline reporter. Would you ask them, would you tell them that you have this, tell them about this, but make it sound more legitimate? <laughs> and do we know anybody with like recording equipment that we could do a mini episode with a camera and like go in and like talk to cast members and do like a mini? <laughs> no, yes. why don't we just bring a couple of cast members onto the podcast? I think maybe sure, that's Naftali and the guy who should have been Joseph. Well, that's <laughs> until next time. So long. Bye. <laughs>